This is the SSBI podcast. This is all about Microsoft Power BI. My name is Lars Schreiber. Three, two, one, and here we go. Welcome, Carsten Bange and Stefan Sechsel. Great that we can make this happen. Um, this is the first time I have more than one guest in my podcast. So, yeah, at least when recording remotely. So let's see how it goes. How are you doing? Hey, Lars. Thanks for having us for this podcast. We are really looking forward to it. And um, I'm doing pretty fine. Stefan, what about you? Everything fine here. Hi, Lars. Hi, Carsten. <laughs> Great. That's that's a good start point. Um, the the Business Application Research Center, short BARC, has recently published um, a Power BI map, which provides a detailed overview um, of the whole Power BI ecosystem. Um, that is what we want to talk about. But before we go into um, this in detail, um, I think it's useful that Carsten explains what BARC is and you both explain your roles in BARC. Yes, absolutely. Happy to do that. Um, so Bark is an analyst company, a market analyst or an industry analyst, meaning that we provide research and advice to user companies that have strategic decisions to do, meaning they think about their data strategy, they think about uh, a data architecture or what software would best fit to their needs. And uh, to be able to do that, we need to have a very good overview of the vendor side of the market. And we, in the BI space, we actually follow right more um, about uh, three to 400 vendors, understanding what they are doing, uh, looking at the software and often very technical in terms of that we, um, we test the software, we have a test lab here and so on. And um, data and analytics is one of the fields we cover at Bark. We also look at ERP, CRM, and other business applications. And it's a team of uh, 50 people, um, most of them analysts, that are analyzing the market, producing research. And uh, the Power BI map is actually a good example of the research we do. Great, thanks. And which roles do you both have in Bark? I'm the founder and CEO. Nice. And Stefan, what are you doing and there? <laughs> I joined Bark as a fellow um, in this year. Actually, it had to do something with the Power BI map we are talking about today. Mm -hmm. Because I was um, uh, one of the uh, guys that had the idea to do something like the Power BI map in a discussion for a vendor. And later on, Carsten asked me whether I want to join and help him to um, bring the Power BI map live. And so I joined Bark as a fellow a couple of months ago, and now I'm taking care of that project. When you did the suggestion for doing the Power BI map, um, have you been aware how much work it would be? <laughs> no, we had no idea. The, the whole project was planned uh, in a um, small scope, so at the beginning we were thinking about uh, one pdf showing the power <laughs> bi market space for each region or three or five uh, pdfs for the major reasons and the whole thing with the interactive website came uh, later so the project uh, was becoming bigger and bigger and bigger yeah can, can imagine that um 
you you name your Power BI map the world's most comprehensive guide um, to the Power BI ecosystem, and it's completely free. Uh, what exactly does your Power BI map contain, and uh, what is the motivation behind it? Well, we are describing the whole ecosystem around uh, Power BI, which is a very large and vivid and fast-growing uh, ecosystem. And um, the, eco -consystem, uh, the ecosystem consists of uh, different parts, like uh, vendors offering add-on software for Power BI, um, service partners, consultancies doing services, um, and um, blogger, which uh, create uh, many many blocks around the ecosystem then there is a lot of training offering events and webinars so that's the uh, different parts which make up the power bi ecosystem mm -hmm. and the intention behind the power bi map is to make the whole ecosystem more transparent to the end users i think it's a very complex and a very vivid and uh, a big ecosystem and um, our goal is to make it more transparent for the end users. The, the main parts we uh, cover are the software add-ons. And we were also amazed how many there are, actually. And, and there's, we are still not done yet. So there are basically every day there's more coming in. And um, the second big part are the service providers. And here, obviously, it's, it's also often a very regional market. So you have many uh, also smaller companies in um, different countries. And here, again, we are still building up the, the whole database. And we added a third part where we see that people really like it. And it seems to add uh, quite a lot of value. Um, that is that we are publishing uh, case studies. Um, so the uh, whoever is in the ecosystem and has a, a case study published or described on how a company uses Power BI in a certain industry, in a certain function, um, that we also link to that. And that uh, seems to be also quite popular. And I think this is something you have to be uh, a certain kind of um, Microsoft partner for to do the same thing on the Microsoft um, website. And uh, I think the, the speciality here is that anyone can do that on your side, right? Yeah, we keep the, the ecosystem open there. The ecosystem is a lot uh, bigger than the official uh, Microsoft partner community. That's something we found out. In the beginning, my estimation was that um, 90% is coming of the official Microsoft uh, partner ecosystem and additional 10%. Hmm. But uh, <clears throat> meanwhile, we learned it's something like 70 to 30%. So there's a big, big part of the ecosystem which is not official. And but adds value to to the Power BI platform and the Power BI ecosystem. Um, but what what Carsten described and and you um, beforehand is like you're doing a never-ending story because the whole platform is is growing and growing and growing and especially um, all, all the blocks out there and all the companies the small and bigger companies who do consulting for it um, this will never be finished. Yeah, hopefully. I think that's uh, that's a good and a big challenge. Um, so the core team of the Power BI map is a team of editors that looks at the market and uh, just takes care of data quality and uh, of news uh, within the market. And our plan is uh, to make this a permanent offer. So um, the portal Power BI map should be updated um, at least once a month 
At moment, yeah. we are going to an update frequency. We do the update Friday for most parts of the Power BI map. So at moment, we add new vendors and new service partners uh, once a week. And uh, are you doing that full-time now? Um, um, it's getting close to a full-time job now. <laughs> We are also looking for, for um, additional people, additional colleagues that join our team. So um, this will be a bigger team in the next weeks, hopefully. Um, at moment, as we are starting the whole thing up, the Power BI map is eight weeks old now. We went live in August. Hmm. At moment, it's close to a full-time job, yes. Crazy. But I think you, you touched on a, a very important point is that um, where do we, for example, differentiate to the partner directory that you can find on the Microsoft website? And the thing really is here that we provide more information, like the case studies, that it's just, uh, let's say, a bigger uh, information portal. But the second very important aspect is that the data quality is higher, so that we constantly are checking the entries that we are actively researching vendors and solutions in the marketplace that we want to add. So we are frequently concerned that the information is up to date and more, um, let's say, relevant or more um, of higher quality, let's put it that way in general, than what you can find in a, a partner directory from a vendor. And you're completely right. Uh, we are uh, actually adding... Uh, to our team and employing more people to do this uh, frequently. But uh, one question that comes up um, in my mind is Microsoft is doing it on, on their website because it's their own product. You do it on your website and employ people, but the service is for free. How do you earn money with it? <laughs> the first phase of the uh, Power BI map was um, funded by a lot of uh, enthusiasm from our side and by nine sponsors, which bought the idea based on, I would say, two um, slides in a PowerPoint presentation. So let me say thank you to the sponsors, which uh, made this possible. And um, we are looking for sponsors for um, the next year. So that's something which is open. But as we are getting more and more traffic, I think this will be um, quite, uh, quite easy to um, find additional sponsors. And we have one new main sponsor for something like the sister side of Power BI. One of the most encouraging and interesting um, things when publishing the Power BI map was the reaction from Microsoft. Mm -hmm. So we did the whole thing without official support and even without telling Microsoft what we are doing because we wanted to be quick and we wanted to be independent. And meanwhile, we had the re reaction from Redmond, and the reaction was very positive. They loved the idea, cool. and they uh, will be one of our main sponsors for the next year when we create uh, additional sister sites, so to say, to the Power BI map, um, covering the whole Azure Analytics ecosystem. So this will be the Azure Analytics map, and it's the first time we are officially speaking about that, mm -hmm. because cool. that's something which happened the last two weeks. And um, so we are very, very positive about the next year and the following years. Um, the model will be a model which is funded by sponsors. The access for the end users will remain completely free. And also without any hurdle, we don't uh, require the end users to register for the site. That's also something which is very important. Interesting. We want to make it an open community. 
we should maybe um, add that the all the entries so showing the ecosystem is also free of charge for everyone yeah when whoever has a, an add-on software or provides services can enter the whole um, um, database and the portal for free and the sponsors really just participate on the traffic on the website yeah so they get their logo up and they mm. get um, basically um, a visibility for the logo but for us it's super important that we remain independent and that there is no um, paid for um, entry model for example to really be able to have the the whole ecosystem in here and not create any dependency and on the other hand it was also very important for us to have no dependency from microsoft because we are um, an independent market analyst and we are uh, not preferring any vendor and uh, with that um, we also were actually quite positively surprised about the discussions we had with redmond and and the feedback we got because um They were, first of all, very open uh, in their feedback, telling us, well, you can do something that we struggle with. We have always struggled to put the right amount of resources into this partner database, for example. We know it's very important for us. It's our strategy to foster and encourage an ecosystem. It's maybe even our um, uh, differentiator against the competition that we are maybe uh, have a bigger ecosystem for many products. But um, it's also a big struggle for us to um, keep the information updated and to provide something to the ecosystem. And that's why they really liked um, our website and gave us this, this positive feedback, plus the idea to, to start a second one for Azure Analytics. And um, I, I found that quite encouraging because they never in these discussions try to influence it or try to limit it in any way. Um, they will say, well, we are fine that you are the editors. You can do what you want. Uh, but we are supporting the projects because we see the value for the ecosystem. And with that, obviously, they see the value for themselves. Cool. That's that's really good feedback. Um, when I saw that project first, uh, I thought, wow, this this is a huge task. But um, it, it was done pretty good. And um, it's good to hear that Microsoft sees that the same way. Nice. And uh, I'm, I really feel we are at the beginning of a roadmap. So um, as I said before, the Power BI map is eight weeks old now. We started in August. We have, for instance, a um, webinar next week where we will introduce the next steps to the partners which uh, has, have adopted the Power BI map in Uh, right from the beginning and we have many many ideas where to improve and which additional offerings to add to the map um, as an example we do not cover training offerings today that's something we are thinking about um, at moment or we're not covering events which is also something which will um, come up sooner or later so i think it's really the beginning of a, a road map and there's a big road ahead and If I feel like my company is missing on your website or if I want to support your project and want to send you some money, who do I have to contact? <laughs> if you want to send money, definitely me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there is um, uh, official Park um, sales which are handling the, the sponsorships. Um, if you want to add your product or your solution or your services to the map, it's quite easy. You will find a button Q&A for vendors on the right-hand side of the map. And then all you have to do is to fill out a questionnaire, which takes about maybe 15 minutes. 
And what we do is we check the quality of the entries. So um, if you um, state that you have 500 Power BI consultants in Hamburg last, then we might, uh, <laughs> you might get a call and we will ask for, for more details. But uh, if the, the whole entry seems to be okay, then you would be live within a couple of days in the Power BI map. Cool. This is what I experienced, um, yeah, myself. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, why did you choose the Power Platform for this project? Do you have um, other maps like this available at Bark, or is it the first one? A map in exactly that format, it's really the first one, although we want to expand it to other technologies and to other platforms, but Bark has a very big and comprehensive offering in uh, market guides and BI guides. So, Carsten, maybe you can tell a bit about the history of Bark in that area. Yes, at Bark we have a long history of uh, bringing transparency to software markets. And actually, the oldest product is our BI guide. And the BI guide is uh, pretty similar in a way that we are trying to describe the whole market. So, we are listing every vendor and product that we know of. And by now, this, by the way, is, um, as I mentioned, it's more than 300 vendors and uh, more than 600 solutions that we are listing only for uh, the data and analytics market. Yeah, so this is the segment and gives a, a really comprehensive overview of the market, of new vendors, what's happening and so on. And we have a, a second market we look at, that's the uh, corporate performance management market plus everything that is interesting in the finance department more from the operational process side. And we call this the digital finance and controlling map. So here you have a, a big overview on software for planning, budgeting, legal consolidation, but also for invoicing, for handling um, accounting and so on. So these are the two um, markets, market segments we look at. And Power BI Map, as Stefan mentioned, is the first one where we only look at one ecosystem. So basically the vendors and solutions around one singular product. Um, you mentioned Power BI was first. Now you're uh, looking at the Azure platform. Are you thinking about um, expanding it to the Power platform? So Power Apps, uh, Power Automate, Power Virtual Agent. Uh, no, we have no plans for that because the focus of Bark is clearly BI and analytics and uh, data management. Okay. So um, the Azure analytics market space and Power BI is in the core focus um, of Bark. So I'm not sure whether Carsten has a different view on that. So, but I believe we will focus on the on the classic BI and analytics topics. No, absolutely. And what is what Microsoft is doing is um, they are not unique in doing that. So many vendors are really trying to build ecosystems. Um, it goes along with the uh, change um, of many or evolution of many products from being singular tools to being more platforms. And for us, platforms are solutions that have a, a much broader set of functionality and with that also much broader audience and user base for what they are designed to. And platforms also have typically much better data management capabilities. So looking at uh, security, scalability, performance and so on. And often a platforms or another feature of platforms would be to be open. 
Yeah, often now with the um, with the move to uh, cloud-based software and cloud-based platforms, there is typically also um, a lot of um, um, things around openness involved. So um, basing these on uh, service service-oriented architectures and so on. And this is an industry trend. So Microsoft is not alone here, and we actually see many other very interesting um, ecosystems evolving in the data analytics space. So my guess would be that uh, our next projects after Azure Analytics would be another ecosystem in the data analytics space because we see many really interesting ones evolving here. Interesting. Um, could you name one or two just for the interested listener? Absolutely. Um, so first of all, I think many of the large vendors are definitely going this route. Just for example, um, SAP uh, used to be more monolithic vendors, but now with the new offerings around um, SAC, so um, Analytics Cloud, and especially now the Data Warehouse Cloud, um, they are really much more open and much more uh, encouraging the ecosystem, not only uh, service providers, that was always one of the strengths of SSP to have a big service provider ecosystem, but also on the software side. If you look at the um, the big self-service BI players like uh, Click or Tableau, they also evolved. Yeah? They started more or less from a desktop tool. But now they are definitely big in playing the, the platform approach, um, yeah, evolving their, their product offerings, but also starting to be much more open and starting to, to also encourage and foster add-on solutions and so on. Or if you look at the data management space, uh, where um, Azure Synapse um, is playing, same thing here. If you look, for example, at Snowflake, the big competitor, um, very open from ground up, you could say, um, an ecosystem player because they know if we, uh, they more or less basically provide a database to put it very short. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit unfair, but, but if you have, let's say, only a database, um, you definitely rely on a big ecosystem to make a, a useful and valuable solution for the client. So you need data integration, you need data modeling, but you definitely also need the, the BI tools and applications to make it a, a complete solution. And um, this is a good example for a vendor that, that uh, was basically in the company DNA or from the in the company strategy, this was a big part from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And um, let me add, add one thing, uh, one very typically um, thing with the ecosystem is that the partner ecosystems implement scenarios and use cases the vendor didn't even think about in the beginning. So I have two very good examples from the Power BI map. Two categories we have in there um, as an example is IBCS, the International Business Communication Standards. Yep. Something very popular, especially in Europe. That's something which doesn't exist in the um, Power BI, in the official Power BI partner ecosystem. So if you create a visual for that, you won't find the category. Second good example is planning. Power BI wasn't intended to be a platform for planning solutions in the beginning. Meanwhile, there's a very, very vivid offering. There are a couple of vendors which offer planning solutions for the Power BI platform. And that's also a category which we um, offer and implement and show in the Power BI map, which is not in the official database. So if you have a visual again, which has planning functionality, you won't find data entry or planning in the official Microsoft partner directory. Mm. 
And so that's uh, that are two very good examples for added value that we bring to the ecosystem that we describe use cases uh, which um, didn't exist before. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty normal. After after each update of Power BI Desktop, you see a lot of solutions in the community where the product team says, wow, we didn't expect that. Um, I think that's pretty normal. Um, and also intended. Um, yeah, that's my guess. Um, you, Stefan, have recently started a... a in my opinion, very complex sub-project. We have um, already um, talked about it uh, on the surface, which is um, that you give a, a mapping overview um, over the worldwide existing blogs, vlogs, podcasts um, with regards to the, the Power BI platform in English and, and in German language. And um, the whole thing is called Power BI and Analytics Block Portfolio. Um, and it is current um, in the beta phase. So what is behind it and what does it say? The idea for the blog portfolio came up when I was doing the, the research for the Power BI map. So um, the high number of blocks available worldwide was very helpful for me, understanding the ecosystem and finding vendors. And so I created a list of uh, blocks and then I started to um, add attributes like language and what focus the blocks had. And uh, then I found out that this might be helpful for others. And then um, Carsten and I started to think how to visualize that. And then we found out that if you take the popularity of the blocks and the focus, um, that we get quite a good portfolio and we decided to make it public. And we know from the download figures, so we see how many people are downloading the PDF, um, that this is very, very popular. And it's the same story like with the Power BI map. We have a lot of ideas how to extend the whole thing. So as an example, at the moment we cover or we um, divide the blocks into the more technical blocks and the more business-oriented blocks. But there are many other things to cover, like, for instance, there are blocks covering a specific topic like DAX or yep. um, dashboards or IBCS or whatever. And so the next um, step will be to include this focus into the block portfolio. That's why we call it better. We will release it officially when it's done, which will be maybe in four to six weeks. And um, the same A block portfolio we are preparing for the complete Azure Analytics ecosystem because we found out it adds value. And it sounds like a huge amount of work because you, you have to deal with each blog post or at least with a couple of them to identify which focus the, the blogger really has. Well, the community is very helpful. When I started the whole thing, I posted the very first version on LinkedIn and asked for help and asked which blocks are missing. And actually, I got a couple of very good contacts, like you, by the way. I think we found each other uh, when discussing the block portfolio, if I rem remembered correctly. Mm -hmm. But uh, we got I got a couple of very interesting new LinkedIn contacts and they've been very, very kind, friendly and helpful. So I get a lot of support out of the community. Uh, also, blogs which I covered um, contacted me on LinkedIn and recommended me other blogs. So that was very, very interesting to see. It's a great community and I think yeah. it's a very open community. Yeah, this is what I, what I love about this community. I can judge others, but um, you feel really... Um You're under helpful people who want to share the knowledge. That's the great thing. 
what what were the the biggest hurdles in creating the map for this constantly changing platform we already talked about this is a never ending project uh, you're trying to um refresh or uh, release um new stuff on a weekly or monthly basis uh, sorry i didn't remember that um yeah what what were the biggest obstacles for you i think the the biggest hurdle is the same as with all bi data and analytics initiatives it's data quality so we have a couple of hundreds vendors in the power bi map today and you find a lot of old entries and um, the whole ecosystem, the taxonomy of the partner ecosystem changed a lot uh, during the last years. So new categories have been added, but all the entries haven't been updated. So um, when we look at the main categories that we show in the Power BI map, I would guess that about 40% of the vendors I had to reclassify and really have a look at the data set, uh, look at the website and um, change the category, ask questions and change the data. So data quality is the, the biggest challenge by far. And um, quality, yes, but also accessing the data. How, for instance, did you get uh, an idea uh, which are the most popular um, vendors or the popular blocks or whatever? How do you get those figures? Uh, well, we have a network of experts with Spark, so we have many good people to talk to. Then I started to contact many people on LinkedIn, and uh, we started to roll out the whole Power BI map in a very first step in the German-speaking countries. So the, the only region at the moment which is uh, completely published is um, German-speaking countries. And I'm in the market for BI and analytics for 30 years in the German-speaking region, so we have a very, very good knowledge about that region. And what we started then is we started to look for partners in other regions which have the same role, the, the role that they know the market and they know the right people to ask. And one of the most interesting or probably the, the most interesting region in the world for sure are the United States or North America. Hmm. And we uh, contacted a very well-known guy in that Microsoft BI space, uh, Donald Farmer, who was the face of Microsoft BI for many years, as an example, and asked him whether he can recommend us somebody to um, take the role for, the, for North America. And also one very, very exciting thing was that he um, returned our call a day later and said, well, I think this is so interesting. I want to do it. And so we have Donald Whoa. now as a partner for North America. <laughs> Congrats. And we have very, very good partners already for other regions like Middle East Asia or Benelux. And there are some other regions that will follow. And so I would say the key is a very, very good partner network with local knowledge. That's that, that's interesting that there are so many supportive people. Of course, if they have a, a own company in that field, they they are going to support you and uh, put themselves in. But um, yeah, the the community is great. This is what I noticed, and I can imagine that they want to help. And this is um, actually leading to my next and final question: um, Is there a way the community that already supported you so well, as you said, um, can do more? What what can people do to support your project, which help do you need? 
<laughs> I think there are two things. One is, uh, first of all, yeah, uh, keep your own data up to date. <laughs> so not only uh, enter once, but uh, see to it that um, you and, and what you can offer um, is in the in the database. And and the second thing really is, from my point of view, is uh, spread the word. Yeah, It's really something um, that we get more popularity. And if we do that, we can, um, yeah, we will have more data. And the more um, complete the whole ecosystem map will be, the, the more valuable it will be. And I think everyone can can support that in, for example, sharing it on LinkedIn or sharing it in their personal networks and or give us a feedback um, where you see interesting blogs, other interesting tools and vendors so we can add them. Yeah, I will definitely put your contact links um email address or Twitter handle or LinkedIn, whatever you prefer uh, in the show notes to this podcast. And um, I can only say I, I'll, I like this project a lot. I learned a lot because I've seen um, or I had a much better overview over the ecosystem, especially in Germany. There were many uh, companies or many services I, I wasn't aware of. And um, I think this has a market. So I wish you all the best for expanding it. And uh, maybe we talk one year later and see how it grew up. That would be fun. <laughs> Happy to do that, Lars. And thanks uh, yeah, for, for put, uh, putting up this podcast. It's a great experience. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, it's, it's a great project. It, you said the word has to be spread. This is what I'm trying to do here. And uh, wish you all the best. Stefan, great job. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, stay healthy during those crazy times now. And um, see you soon. Bye bye.